This is Comatose, a weekly collection of stories, anecdotes, observations, and poetry. Our complete podcast backlog can be found over at comapod.com. Right now, you are listening to episode number 148. Maverick Ice is the author of All Men Tell Lies, a story about a boy's life into adulthood through circumstance, relationships, mistakes, and how he grows from them. Much has happened in America in the last few years, and reminders of unjust violence can be found throughout our cities. But that violence does not and should not define our cities. Maverick speaks today about his travels through Missouri and his insights about life, culture, and the legacy of Ferguson. Here is Maverick with Visiting Ferguson in 2015. I went to Ferguson in 2015, and I wrote a blog post about it. First off, shout out to my niece, Erica, and Ron for always their constant hospitality. They're probably the most instrumental people to a lot of the things that I get to do. So shout out to them. Anyway, I took a trip to St. Louis to visit family. My uh, my niece and nephew are actually outside of Missouri, outside of St. Louis, and got a chance to visit them one weekend and just had a, had a great time. Got to see a lot of sights and got to go to great historic restaurants um, up there, and it, it was a beautiful time. Got to see, I think, Nelly's art school that he has up there. I, I went to one of the, the famous restaurants. Can't think of the restaurant that's on TV that's on own right now. I can't think of the lady's name off the top of my head, but I'll, I'll remember it. But anyway, went there and told my niece, I said, I, I want to visit Ferguson. At that point, you know, it was kind of like, hey, this is dangerous. It was still dangerous down there. But I always felt growing up in the environment I grew up in, like I said, I grew up in poverty. I grew up in what you want to, if you want to call it the hood, you know, per se, you know, that's why I grew up in tough times, tough times. We, we grew up with I had a car until I was 15, so I, I know how it is to be racially profiled. I know how it is to be harassed by the police. I've been all of that. So I wanted to go see it. I wanted to see what happened. And so um, before we left, um, they took us to Ferguson, and we went there and uh, went to the whole Mike Brown uh, memorial out there at the apartment complex where it was in the middle of the street, first of all. And when you went into the apartment complex, you had like bears and cars and flowers just all over the side in the front, in the middle of the street. People just dropping stuff, you know, you're throwing it out there. And um, I went out there, and it's in the middle of the rain, y'all, and just kind of just prayed for him and just sat down and just looked at looked like the whole thing, you know. I felt like it could have been better out there, but, you know, when, you, when you're from a place, a tough place like that, you know, I understand that it just is what it is. You get whatever you can get. So, wish I had a chance to meet with his family and stuff like that, but we didn't. And like I said, it was a bad storm that day, but I still wanted to go before I, I um, came back home so I can really reflect on what this journey meant or what it means. 
Routines and regimens help us sort our day by activity and time, and allow us to install autopilots on our good habits. We know now how certain habits have bleed-over effects that improve other aspects of our daily lives. Bashir Harrell speaks today on one particular habit he's incorporated into his life and what that's done for him. Here is Bashir with routine. I recently started a new morning routine. For a long time, I've understood the value of having a good routine. I remember when I was in high school, I was envious of the athletes because they were able to develop. Good routines for working out at a young age, even if it was forced upon them by their various coaches. My thoughts were that all they needed was to keep it up after school, and they could continue to reap the benefits of regular exercise. Throughout my life, I've developed some good routines of my own. When I was learning Japanese while living in Osaka, I would use my commute. To and from work to study. At first, I didn't know what to do with the time. I would just let it go to waste. But once I developed the routine and decided to stick to it, no matter what, I was able to rapidly increase my vocabulary. Now, any time I start to learn a new language, I look for ways to add study to part of my routine that just makes it more convenient. I think commutes were great because there isn't much else to do. My new routine doesn't help me stay physically fit or memorize new vocabulary, but I do find value in it. Every morning I wake up at six or seven. I'm really trying to make it six, but it's still a work in progress. After I get up. I go and open the blinds to let some sun in for my plants. Then I boil some hot water and sit down facing the window and have some tea. I sit there with the sun, my plants, and my thoughts, enjoying the start of a new day. This new daily ritual has changed the way I sleep. I used to have trouble sleeping. My thoughts would wander for hours while I lay in bed. Since I decided to start waking up earlier, I've been sleeping with more purpose. Even if I sleep for less hours, I still feel more rested, and I usually can go to sleep moments after lying in bed. It is as if knowing that I have to keep up my routine. Has changed the way my body operates. Routines are an important part of life. Creating a consistent routine that adds value to one's life can relieve stress and increase motivation. I plan on adding a few more things to my routine in the days to come. I will let you know how it goes. The business of making movies is, of course, no walk in the park. They say it's all about who you know, but the more true statement is that it's all about who knows you. Last up today is filmmaker Matthew T. Price, who breaks down what it means to network in Hollywood land and how he's made it to where he is now with the new horror film Other Halves 
out on VOD and streaming, and a new YouTube horror anthology web series inspired by Twilight Zone, which you can find at Fractal Vision TV, all is one word, and even help support it at hatchfund.org. That's at Fractal Vision TV. Here now is Matthew with Connections. You have to be careful about the word connections because sometimes you say that and people think, oh, it's, you know, you know, some big time directors or producers or, or whatever. Like, you know, Joss Whedon, his dad was a television writer and I think his grandfather was as well. I worked on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which Joss Whedon was the creator of, but like his brother was was the showrunner, Jed Whedon. And and Jed Whedon's wife was his co-showrunner. And that's great for those people, but that's not the, like most people don't have those connections. And that's not the kind of connections that, I'm, that I am referring to. The producer of my movie, Kurt Chatham, we worked together on a short on a short film, someone else's short film that we just sort of coincidentally bumped into each other and we got along and I said, Hey, I'm making I wrote a short film, do you want to produce it? And he was like, Yeah, sure. And that's how our relationship started. And the other producer who co-wrote it with me, Kelly Moore, we were in a writer's group together. And our DP was uh, a friend of hers from college. And our editor was a guy, the very first movie I worked on where I was a PA, he was the editor on. Um, I was the producer's assistant, rather, rather than a PA. And so we saw each other every day and we just were friends. And then, you know, years later, I was like, hey, do you want to edit this feature film that I'm directing? And those are the sort of connections that it's because it is a collaborative medium. Here's a bunch of people that want to come together on a thing. But we didn't become friends because I wanted to use them or exploit them to be my editor or producer or whatever. We became friends because we became friends. And, you know, I helped them on other projects that they were working on. You know, Kurt was producing some other like web series thing and he just needed a camera guy and knew I had experience doing camera stuff. And so I came out and helped as a camera assistant, you know, I did it as a favor and then he would do stuff as favors to me. And if you don't have the special family connections, or, or friend connections or whatever, if your dad isn't Ivan Reitman. You know, nothing against uh, Joss Whedon or Jason Reitman. Like, I think they're both great filmmakers, but clearly they had a head start. I didn't have a head start in that way, but I had friends so that we were able to do something. If you don't know anybody, either you just don't have, you know, enough experience, and I would feel very uncomfortable even trying to make a movie at that point or if you do have experience and you still don't have those connections you might want to question your relationship skills because if people don't want to work with you then you know you need to wonder what's going on there if everybody around you is a jerk then you're probably a jerk (laughs) so you shouldn't start out looking for connections you know what i mean you should be looking for friends And when the time is right, you and your friends can go and do something. And that, folks, was episode number 148. To find more episodes, you can always search for Comatose Podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or whatever your podcatching software may be. Or you can visit our website, comapod.com. That's C-O-M-A-P-O-D.com. Find us also on Twitter at Comatose Podcast. 
We're also on the Aspect Heavy, where you'll find our show as well as some other pretty creative projects over at aspectheavy.com. The cool thing about Comatose is that we're absolutely free. But if you feel you gained something from today's episode, we always appreciate if you left us a simple star rating, maybe five stars, or a bite-sized review over on iTunes by searching for Comatose Podcast. And of course, you can throw cash our way anytime over at comapod.com by hitting the PayPal button or visit our growing Patreon page, patreon.com slash comatosepodcast. Folks, thank you once again for listening. This is Comatose, and we will be back next week.